Yeah. So it's all. You get what I, you get what I mean. Okay. <laughs> so I was just you pointing out the fact I mean. that we are all three of us. <laughs> okay, okay. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of an interesting discussion. Sometimes. Happy Halloween for everybody who celebrates, acknowledges such a holiday. Uh, we are getting ready to celebrate this weekend as of recording. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit in this episode. Uh, we're going to talk about, I have we have a series going on that I'm going to continue personally. Uh, although I should say that this is just the, the four of us on this episode. Myself, Christian, we got Haran, Harsha, and Tarun. Uh, Tarun is going to talk about a little bit of a project he's been working on for his super duper prestigious grad school um i know that made it sound like i wasn't trying to be sincere but it, it is uh and then we have a little activity planned for the end and so that's kind of what's going to go on for this episode um so yeah let's uh let's just hit off halloween uh we we teased a few episodes ago that we are we were looking for a thruple costume and we came to a decision. <laughs> um, so this isn't going to be a spoiler. Uh, for We have a, an event at uh, Amruta Harsha Fiancé's house this weekend. And OC. OC. Yeah, Orange County. <laughs> well, not, not anymore at the time oh. this episode comes out there, right? Mm. No, Halloween CC. still be OC. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had lots of great ideas, only from us. Um who wants to describe the the sequence in which we we thought about this? I think Mr. Brain Blast should do it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't even know where we started. Like, what was our what was our first idea? I'm trying to remember the ones we said on here were SpongeBob. Oh, we said like Scooby Doo and shit. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I don't know you if it was like a joke. Three Power Rangers. Rangers. Said three little Power pigs. Rangers. Yeah. Three little pigs. Blue Man Group was my bad idea. I remember that now. We also came up with some brainstorming. So basically a couple of days after we recorded that episode, we decided like, okay, because we're going to have to buy the stuff. Like we should come to a decision pretty quickly. So we, after one of our planning sessions, we kind of just sat there and was like, okay, we got we to gotta do this. I don't remember what the other options were. There was one we were like looking at costumes for. The one I liked was there was like a a rocket scientist one where like one guy had like a one guy dresses up in a rocket like one of those big like inflatable things as a rocket, and then the other two people go as like scientists. I thought that was not uncreative. Um, <laughs> wasn't exactly original, but close. Uh, what were the other ideas? You guys remember? Oh, we, I think I saw when we were looking on Amazon, um, the inflatable, like, I, I don't even know what you, what they're even called, but like you see them outside of like car dealerships. Oh, like they, the wacky they wave waving. The yeah. Inflatable. Yeah. Like the ones Arm that flipping. like kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. below in the wind, like the tall guys. Mm. Yeah. There was those. Um, I think that we was looked... pretty sick actually, but I think, yeah. I think it's not practical, practical to mm. be inflated the whole day like, yeah whatever i agree what's like the most outlandish costume you guys have had for halloween before Bro, i really never tried that hard booner <laughs> for context uh freshman year no, no, no context no you guys context <laughs> freshman year of uh college me harsh and turun all got the like the what's the 
The scream, the scream mask. Right? The scream, the yeah, scream, scream, yeah. The scream mask. And we put it on our crotch. And we thought it'd be funny to call it a booner. So, yeah. That's our level of creativity. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. back for this, for this Halloween, bro, to be honest. That's a, that was a <laughs> thruple, thruple thing. Yeah, I'm glad we're not bringing that back, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys still have your masks? No, I, I think I did at some point. It might be my closet, actually. I, I, I still have it. Somewhere. Yeah, it's ready. It's ready. ready. Ready for what? What are you trying to say, man? Like, shit. Speaking of lazy costumes, though, this year we're going as the the three main dudes from Jimmy Neutron. Mm. I am your host, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> and uh, Haran is Sheen because he looks like Sheen. And Christian is Carl about that because one. he can do the voice. Yeah. Hey, why that lazy costume? I, feel I like- mean, I feel like for me, I'm getting like a t-shirt that I... Like I'm just getting a T-shirt. Come on, man! Wearing blue pants and then putting on a wig. Yeah, I mean I'm doing less, so that makes you feel better. Oh, so you're actually yeah. Never mind. I'm fine. You're the lazy one. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you said. My internet cut out again. We just said the costumes that we were doing. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like it's more effort than we've put in in the past. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I think that the, like, Jimmy Neutron characters, like, that's not very, that's not done very often, you know, as a, mm. as a throuple, right? So, I feel like, thematically, we are leveling up. above yeah. other people. Execution-wise, very, very low. Very yeah. low. Yeah. I don't think it's rock bottom, though, which is a step up. I can agree with that, yeah. Rock bottom would be Tarun in a Hokies jersey. No, no, I feel like like rock bottom in, in like a Jimmy Neutron sense is like we all wear like just a shirt of the character on the front and then that's it. You know, so like what Haran's doing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, no, I thought you. No, <laughs> we're getting the one that like he wore. No, I, I think, mean, but you're I, also I doing, got the closest. You're also color, doing right? like your uh, hair and like yeah, you're not I'm just to do you're not just wearing the shirt. Yeah, so there's a little. I mean, bit how much you could do? I mean, to be fair, mm-hmm. like. What can you really do to dress up as like you could uh, you could get his um I forget the name of the action figure that he loves but you could have mm. bought one of those and mm. then oh like carry it around you can practice like his what, what like whatever Sheen says what, what does Sheen say what's his thing no, uh, no we we gotta practice we gotta get our lines down for Friday night does Sheen have a say he he says something when like he's using his action figure to, yeah like, I forgot what it somebody. Is. Can't um, you guys watch the Sheen spinoff? I did not play any Sheen. There's a Sheen spinoff? Oh, yeah. I'd never heard of it either. <laughs> Wait, was it playing Sheen? I think right. that's what it was called, yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. act so coy about it. Do you know what it is? No, no. I mean, I, I remember watching the show. I just don't know what it was called. Oh, um, yeah. Of course I watched it, man. If anyone can get their hands on the Jimmy Neutron fruit snacks, please let me know. Oh my god. <laughs> I should. They're from like 2004, maybe. You don't want to You still want to eat those fruit snacks, bro. <laughs> I know they're somewhere out there. <laughs> Wait, so Haran, are you going to... I feel like if you shave your beard for to be Sheen, then that's like an insane commitment. I'm not shaving my beard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care enough. We could be Sheen, Sheen, Jimmy, and Carl... Ten years later, yeah, we're in the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will you, will you trim your beard at least? I might. Yeah, it's getting kind of thick. Mm. Okay, so it's more believable, you know, to go from like a, a complete baby face to, you know, 
You? That's a, that's <laughs> not, it's hard to believe. We know we're not going to win any like costume prizes or anything, but you know. <laughs> are they doing costume prizes? Anyway, yeah, now we ever. are. Yeah, the winner gets more alcohol. So, oh. oops. Oh, no. Ultra Lord. Yes. <laughs> I think it's on his shirt, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it is. I think other people will probably usurp us as, you know, greater costumes. But mm-hmm. you can't just say, what the fuck is that? Because we did something this year. Which I feel like mm, that's not been the case in recent years. However, that's Halloween. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to say about Halloween? You want to talk about the get-together? You want to recap it in, in a little bit when we know what happens to us? Well, I'll say one thing that I don't know how it's going to work, but we can recap again mm-hmm. in the next episode. But so basically, obviously, Jimmy Neutron, if you've ever seen it, Jimmy Neutron has like this like fucking ice cream cone haircut, basically, right? Where it's like, <laughs> like chocolate, like one, like a big chocolate swirl, yeah. like droopy kind of whatever. So I need, to, I need to do that for the costume, right? Mm-hmm. So then... I couldn't find any like wigs that would be app- that applicable, you know, mm-hmm. like that are that long. Um, so I found like a really, I found like a spiky, like, w- like brown hair wig that looked like it was, you know, pretty vertically mm. apt. Um, but it came in the mail the other day from Amazon and it's just like short spiky hair <laughs> like brown hair like it's not nearly as long as they made it look in the picture yeah um which i actually don't know if they even sent me the uh, they might have sent me like the wrong one potentially because mm. when i looked at the i remember looking at like the customer photos and it looked way longer and there's unless they're just like cutting the hair off to like save cost or something i don't fucking know inflation's high right yeah <laughs> either way tomorrow when we go to oc amrita's house um I need somebody's help to, like, I don't know, shape it, it or like, uh, yeah, shape it upwards, and we'll see how that goes. But I feel like it'll look, it'll look like complete dog shit. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess. And what kind of you to use your own hair to do it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make it work. You know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll Wait. let you know how it goes, mm-hmm. listeners of the. Yeah, if, interesting discussion. If we podcast. get one DM in the upcoming week that this episode is released about our costume, we'll post a Instagram story picture about it. One DM. <laughs> we should do it anyway. Just, I'm just not going to take a picture, bro, because we're not going to have to post one. <laughs> I think we should do it anyway. We could. So Remember we, can, we, can we might. The OG days, the OG days we did our Halloween costume. Yeah, you know. Podcast. The, the I album. can't believe we did that. <laughs> yeah, believe. we had lots of great submissions, though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe next year we'll bring it back. I think we said that last year, but mm-hmm. next year we'll we'll put it on the the planning calendar to at the beginning of October. Keep it up, yeah, yeah. So, looking forward to uh, Halloween. Um, there's not really any usable transition here as to... Oh, I want to shout out a friend of the podcast, Ankit. He uh, told us what his Halloween costume is going to be. And he's he sent us a picture. He's wearing a monkey onesie. Great costume. 
If we did a costume contest, he would have won. Yeah. Okay. On that submission only? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> now you can do a transition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of monkeys, Christian, I heard you had something to talk about. Well, ooh. Uh-uh. I don't think you guys are going to appreciate this, but uh, you'll, you'll understand why I'm saying that in a second. Anyway, I'll explain for the people who don't understand what's going on. We had a, a segment that we started like six fucking months ago where <laughs> <laughs> each one of us was doing like a... Wasn't that long. It was like five. <laughs> it, 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 it took a long time to get through four people. But anyway... It's like a TED Talk style thing, except we're not really going to be like giving like a soliloquies and shit. We're just going to kind of just have an open discussion about a topic, right? Um, the other three guys have already went, and so it is my turn. And the, can anybody guess what my topic might be? Take a, take a wild guess. Kanye. No. The reason I said that, listeners, is because Kanye is popping off right now about some anti-Semitic... What did I say? Semitic. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. He's not popping off about it. He's been popped he off is, on he oh, because he is anti-Semitic. Yeah, sorry. Let me clear that up. He doesn't like Jewish people, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He's, I don't know too much about it. That would be a good topic, though. But no, it is not is it Is it finance-related because you started learning about finance at your no, company? No, I... Don't know enough yet to be able to talk about that. That would be uh, a good to- That would be a, a good topic, you know, to let yeah, you write that down for like, what are our um, financial strategies to build a better life? Mm, that life planning going on right now during the episode. Uh, but yeah, no, it is not that. Um, that is something I'll be more comfortable talking about. Give me like two months. I'll, I'll be <laughs> okay. I'm gonna write that down two months from now exactly. Oh my god, bro, that's like Christmas week, dude. Don't yeah, that to me. Before the new year. Um, no, it's not finance related. Uh, Harsh, you want to guess? Is it about uh, building furniture? No. Okay, you guys have missed... Uh, what's something you shit on me for all the time? Spain. Spain! Yay! 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 <laughs> uh, anyway, so... That's true, and you give us a talk at the point. <laughs> so... The I bookmarked this article. There's a specific article which I'm referencing. Um, when I knew it was going to be my turn, so I bookmarked this article like two months ago, um, and I read it today because I was saving it, like to get my first impressions and everything out of the way. And the reason I was making all the weird faces that the listeners couldn't see about when you guys were trying to make this transition is because I'm here to talk about racism in Spain. Damn. Specifically towards black people and Africans. <laughs> I'm a monk. Yeah, I'm a monk too. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me bring up the article on this screen so I can kind of reference it as I go. So uh, I stumbled upon this article because I follow a lot of Spanish soccer journalists on Twitter and a lot of the time even though they are journalists on Spanish soccer, they, I mean, they live in Spain. And so they, they talk about some of the things that go on in Spain, uh, as a society. And the article is titled the invisible Spaniards. Um, 
and that basically is ref in reference to there's a subsection of Spanish residents that are non-white, majority of them being African descendants, that basically get pushed out of the society um, with little to no acknowledgement whatsoever. Um, the article focuses, uh, I should probably say the, the author's name. The author's name is Brendy Boyle, who ironically is an Irishman living in Madrid. Um, I thought you were going to say, ironically, Susan Boyle's sister or something. I don't know. Susan Boyle. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> you know who Susan, Susan Boyle is? Susan Boyle? You know that, like, the ugly looking... Ugly? No, <laughs> That's so fucked. I'm just saying that because that's what the judges were, like, thinking. Okay, okay. The British Got Talent then. But anyway, she, she was on British Got Talent, like, early, like, 2007, 2008. And, like, uh, what kind of singer? It's not opera, but it's, like... Fancy singing. Fancy singing. She's like a very classical? she's a very good voice. Oh. No. I don't I honestly don't want to describe her singing, but it's she, she, I'll, I'll sing this uh, song that she sung. Uh-oh. It was like I dreamed a dream something something. <laughs> like picture like Adele, but she sings more like Eighteen, eighteen hundred, like early nineteen hundred music. I don't know, kind of vibes. Okay, so why is this person commonly known? But it's just because, like, I feel like she got big off Ruins Got Talent, and like that show was huge, and then like she kind of just became like a global phenomenon because, like, in her uh, audition, she was like immediately shot on by the judges before she even said anything, just because the way like she presented herself. But mm -hmm. then she started singing, and then like Simon Cowell was like, "Oh my god." That was the bloody brilliant. Yeah, and then so people like kind of like were fans of hers. I'm sorry. She, probably, she definitely fell off the Yeah, she definitely fell off the map by now. But I'm so, yeah. Okay. That was, well, that she that makes is, music. Yeah, but like I feel like it's not of notori notoriety. So yeah. as as these guys just said, Susan Boyle, go fuck yourself. Anyway. <laughs> um so I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about at this point. Oh yeah. So, yeah, author named Brendy Boyle. He's a white guy with, he's a ginger living in Madrid, which kind of, I don't know how he's writing on this topic, but he, he's, he, the article focuses around two African-American authors, one of them being a woman, one of them being a man who also happens to be gay and have, has a black boyfriend. And one of the things that struck me most about this article is that he, the, the male author was talking about how he and his boyfriend would go out to dinner. And even though they lived in Spain their whole lives, they get, when people go to approach them at a table, like waiters or anything, they start speaking uh, English or French or basically anything but Spanish, because as a culture, they don't, accept or they don't recognize as though there's i guess as a, as a juxtaposition to african-americans like african-spanish people yeah um even though there is a a very large portion of the community that is from african descent mm -hmm. and do so know, do you know where like most african spaniards are from like in terms of like african descent like where in africa or no, but that is one of the things that is one of the issues that it, they talk about in this article is that 
they just refer to basically all of Africa as the one place. They mm. won't say like, oh, this guy is from DR Congo, this guy's from Senegal, this guy's from Nigeria. They're all like the same to them. They're all they're all just from Africa. Yes, yeah. Um that's one of the talking points in this article. A lot of it is the fact that they think that Africa is this like faraway place that like nobody will ever you know, it doesn't really affect them. It's not really near their, the way that they live yeah. their lives, that kind of thing. When in reality, like, and especially in the southern part of Spain, it's literally like 15 miles away. Um, yeah. The North Africa and southern Spain. I uh, guess one thing, I don't know if, this, if you guys know this, but like, did Spain colonize any of like the African countries? Like when like Europe was like splitting that whole shit in half? I don't know. half, but believe so i think most of the occupation in africa that was by europeans was from the french yeah um i know the dutch had a little bit yeah yeah and i know that i mean historically spain is also a colonizing monarchy in in a sense where they you know south america is just like you know (laughs) southern and latin america um this all, you know, conquered by the conquistadors and Columbus yeah. and like uh, all the Spanish government from 1700s. And I mean, Spain also like brought slaves from Africa to yeah, like uh, the Latin America. There, so. it, it's a very probably like rooted into that too. I guess everything. Yeah, yeah, I I don't. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking of. Is that especially when I was first reading this article? Is that he was saying. The author was talking about how there's like some stereotypes and it's not just Africans. He was referencing how when they refer to some Asian people, they do the thing where they like pull on their eyes and do that, you know, kind of thing. About, oh, yeah. 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 Um, which is not, I mean, obviously none of this is good, but it's just the way that he says that the the general perception of these kinds of acts is that because they're they're lighthearted they're they're not harmful um which i mean clearly is not true because you 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 have to be in the other person's shoes to determine whether or not it's harmful yeah um but what was really striking to me is that it, it reminded me a lot of how we think see things in America one of the lines he said was that uh, some of the the statements that people make, like "Where are you really from?" Um, that would be like so shocking to a Brit or an American. And then in my head, as I'm reading that, is that like no, like that shit goes on here. And I mean, I don't, I haven't been to England, but I can imagine that that also goes on there with the xenophobia and that kind of thing. Um, maybe not the same level as african descendants but i i just didn't think it's a lot more american than i think the author realizes and that i had previously realized to the fact that we're um maybe not in america like as a whole because we're very segregated with how we view things right now um like fragmented like there's the two parties are just so juxtaposed Mm -hmm. um where the left-wing views every well not every but you know immigration and people 
coming into the country as a good thing as like diversity is great but then making a generalization here that the right wing just doesn't uh want more people especially non-white people coming into the country um another thing that was a shocking point in this article was the woman the woman author was talking about how there was a time when she was carrying her child on her back um and how somebody said to her that's not how you do things here in reference to apparently that being like a stereotypical like african mother thing is to like have your child like on your back hmm. in like a wrapped in a towel or something like that hmm. um but and there were lots of other comments like that made to both of the offers uh, authors um they based their two books are talking about this subject about being an african descendant in spain um and the worst not the worst part but one of the most striking parts is the fact that they to break this down is that i have to kind of explain like the moniker of the languages a little bit so like spanish is like the only spain is the only country that's spanish speaking that uses this this verb tense called vosotros which is uh everybody when you learn spanish in the u.s like they tell you what it is but they're like you'll never use this because it doesn't matter yeah unless you go to spain because then it matters basically <laughs> it means like you all right in like a generality like you guys or whatever uh and in spain right like the only place that uses it there's like different like short form ways of saying that i guess it's one way to describe it so like instead of saying vosotros um or vosotros there's like other words that they use like that are more poignant to like you people mm. i guess that's the best way to describe like it way. yeah i mean also it's all like context clues but it it's kind of translates into that um to say that like and that's what i'm kind of referencing about this what what this woman was talking about is that like oh like you people don't do that here or something like that something along those lines um and then there's another word they use the word yay like ye like kanye um which kind of like reminded me of like old english where like hear ye hear ye kind of thing mm -hmm. it's how it's spelled like that like yay e whatever um and basically that's another word that is in reference to you other people kind of um and there was a there was a tweet in this article basically saying that like we don't like you muslims here um and they use that word ye like we have few muslims they're not welcome here mm -hmm. um which is a very bland way of stating it and a lot of this what this article or blatant way of stating it and what this article is saying is that this that's like the really extreme cases but this kind of thing is like ingrained in the culture which i feel like is a conversation that we have had in this this country especially in the last like four years very openly mm -hmm. about how there's a systemic side to all these kinds of things 
mm-hmm. and that it's just I thought like uh, America is like this like just completely fucked up place that like all this shit just happens like all the time and then it's just chaos with like all these social social groups just having conflict all the time. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm reading about these people in other countries, basically what I'm taking away is that yes, it, it definitely seems worse because I'm here and I hear about it all the time, but maybe it's not as i mean it's it's bad in general like everywhere but yeah. maybe it's not as worse as i thought i don't know it could just be that it's worse here um i feel like at the root of it all there's just like an underlying lack of respect for africa and like its countries in yeah. general yeah um and like i think most of it it's just due to the history right with the way mm-hmm. we pretty much took advantage of them for so long mm-hmm. and then now we're trying to like return to normalcy if that but then there's still a lot of people stuck in their mind and the way they view africa and their people mm-hmm. um and i don't know in my hope i feel like hopefully in like 50 years like there's just infrastructure improved in africa and like in general the way other governments see them improves and i feel like with that and with new generations coming along i think there'll be more respect to be shown and mm. hopefully by i mean this is all me wishful thinking but I hope in 50 years, like, there'll just be a more sense of, like, community amongst, like, each country and, like, just not seeing one person for their culture, for their mm-hmm. color and at least seeing them for, like, who they are and what they can bring to the society you live in. Um, yeah. That's one of the other things that they talk about in this article is the fact that things, like, nobody takes it seriously because they be like, oh, that's just the way it is. You know, yeah, which I feel like, like it's, it's also like a it's phrase. Just accepted. It's like an it's accepted also a point phrase that people use here is that oh, that's just the way things are, um, and like in reference, what that's ref- referring to, like specifically, is that there's there's this like candy brand with like a very, uh, like characterized like lo- African looking mascot, if you even want to call it that, like on the front. Mm. Um, I can show you guys a picture in a second. It's just like using all of the stereotypical like African features on like a it's a it's chocolate candy, so you can imagine where that even goes. So I'll send you guys the picture right now. Um, it's uh, definitely not the. It's just that's what I'm talking about when it comes to it. It's just the way it was. That like it's just blatantly racist, like the picture, but because mm-hmm. it the the chocolate has been around for 50 60 years they just accept it as oh that's just like the way it is so like yeah why would we change it um that's like the most dangerous thing like i feel like especially like the new generation coming in like when these values just keep getting passed down from generation to generation like there's no way we can like really make a change because i feel like growing up like you're told a certain thing by your parents or by people that like your adults that you surround yourself with and that kind of forms your opinions and who you are. And like mm-hmm. when you get older, like I feel like I got to an age at some point where like I kind of started challenging what my parents said to me or like what people were telling me and like kind of mm-hmm. form my own views. But I mean, it's easy for like people to just be stubborn in the way they see things. They hear one thing and then they just stick with that for the rest of their lives. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what we got to kind of change in society moving forward. So that like we get outside, of, we get out of these like uh, racial barriers that have been set in time, mm. not just to stick with them. Yeah, I feel like this like 
our generation and like the generation younger than us are like really um like really good at holding people accountable for this type of stuff especially which makes sense just because like i mean i don't think our parents grew up in a in a time where like they even like understood why it's so bad um to like say this type of stuff i guess or like yeah have those types of thoughts and i can definitely see that like our generation or the generation younger than us has like times where they're like too extreme about like canceling people but like i still think like at the end of the day like um they definitely like hold brands like or people with a lot of influence um like accountable for what they say for sure yeah yeah i feel like um we have more access to information and able to get access to other people's point of, points of views more easily than generations in the past so hopefully as Haran said, like things get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, we do a good job of canceling people. <laughs> like Turin said, Kanye. Yeah. Right now. Well, I guess yeah. like the the bigger point of things here is like, I mean, the, the four of us have like grown up where like education is readily available. Like we've exposed mm-hmm. ourselves to like other intellectual minds that share similar core values and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that like we still haven't really like, like, um talk to like people from like the south or like other parts of the u.s where like they're i feel like it's a lot like close-knit a group that they keep themselves with and they kind of like don't really see other side point of view so like in terms of changing their opinions and the way they see things i feel like that's a different conversation but yeah i can agree with that yeah yeah i think the the most shocking thing to me is that in this article um there's other references to like athletes and I mean, obviously the biggest sport in Spain is soccer, right? And I know Ron and I have noticed, and I don't know how much international news it really gets outside of like the world of soccer, but Europe has a big problem with like monkey chants towards black players. Um, yeah. Not just like African black players. And I mean, that in itself would be bad, but I mean, it is bad. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that like, the the one that comes to mind the most is this guy named Balotelli, who uh Italian, but of African descent. And Italy is one of the countries where there's, uh, at least perceptually from the outside, there's not a lot of African descendants compared, at least in, in maybe their soccer. Um, yeah. And so he faced a lot of racism throughout his career but my point is it's from italian fans it wasn't from i mean it's it's bad either way but to have it be your own people yeah is is even worse um yeah even so, like when england i talked about them on the podcast like a year ago now like yeah. england lost the euro finals uh they lost on penalties and three young uh british african players missed their penalties and like the sad thing for me is right when it ended, like the first thing I thought about was like the amount of abuse they're going to receive. And like receiving abuse is not fine at all, but like mm-hmm. they're going to get like like racial mm-hmm. abuse, which is even worse. And mm-hmm. like to be at that, like such a young age and having to deal with all that, yeah. even like when like, like you're already being called up to play for your country. That's already like a big accomplishment at such a young, such a young age. Like you shouldn't have to worry about 
missing one penalty and like having to endure all this shit from like stupid ass fans that don't know better. And um, they also have to work like twice as hard as everyone else to kind of exactly yeah to even to get that opportunity in the first place yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's it's just it was sad for me to like for that to be the first thought that crossed my mind like that I like I knew that was gonna happen like I, that mm-hmm. should not be a thing but yeah so. So, I don't know. I guess like it. It's it's not funny, but it's weird how I feel. Like Europeans always like shit on America for like. Yeah. I mean, oh, for right, rightfully right, so. Right, a lot right, of problems yeah, in our exactly. country, but like, it's also quite a lot of problems like mm-hmm. that are ingrained to their country as well. I mean, yeah. to, their, to the continent that they don't really address. Yeah, I think that's what opened my eyes a lot about like, not to get too into like politics and shit, but like Boris Johnson when he was like the uk prime minister i just realized how trump like he was mm-hmm. and then like uh i couldn't take i mean not not that their criticisms like you said weren't valid but like when british people were shitting on america for having such a terrible like political structure but then there's people like that that or also, I'm mean, like, obviously, Trump was terrible. There's, there's no debate. But he's literally the UK Trump. Yeah. Um, I know he resigned, and so maybe that's a little bit of a saving grace. But, uh, they, they, I mean, they just had their first ethnic minority as a PM announced, which is good. Step in the right direction, I suppose. Um, but... Yeah, it's tough when you see some countries in Europe are definitely really progressive. Um, yeah. But I feel like it's like the powerhouse countries that are not um, like England, like Spain, like Germany to an extent, um, Italy, France. Yeah. I feel like Germany's pretty progressive. Yeah, but you know, they had the whole like Hitler thing. No, I mean, <laughs> since, I mean, like now with like Angela Merkel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merkel yeah. No, no, I, um, I feel like she's a good leader. So, and obviously there's a whole different story going on with Russia, but yeah. So I think that, I don't know, basically my whole takeaway from this article, other than the fact that there's race inherent racism in Spain, which unfortunately I was already aware of, uh, was the fact that it was really similar to the kinds of things that are developing within the U S when it comes to, Civil rights is like the overarching term. I don't really know a better way of saying it other than systemic racism and like just kind of like society changing the perspectives on things. But yeah, that is in the presentation. Uh, it's kind of sad that like you like live in a country your whole life and then you just don't belong there. And you just feel like you don't belong anywhere. Yeah. And you yeah. can't really like do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pretty sad to think about and yeah. that like it doesn't even limit itself to like europe like india is so terrible when it comes to any of this mm-hmm. um people say like modi which is the prime minister in india is kind of like trump like too in some cases so, like, yeah it's just terrible all around like we're bad but we're not the only bad people and yeah. everyone needs to get better yeah well there's there's no solid way to uh conclude this segment but uh maybe we'll bring back the ted talks another time um after we 
become more knowledgeable in different fields. Uh, I mean, hopefully we don't have to talk about Kanye again. I should feel like moving forward, we could do a format to this. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, if you just like find, <laughs> I'm just saying like, we don't have to like give a formal TED talk, but just like find an article that will spark a good discussion mm-hmm. or like something, like an insight that you find that we can like talk about. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be like a formal, like, oh, Christian needs to tell us mm-hmm. something for 15 minutes straight. Um, but I feel like anything that like formulated discussion is always good. Mm-hmm. Let, let us know in, in our inbox. Yeah, if you guys find articles or find something interesting that you want us to talk about, yeah, do let it, us know. If there's, a, if there's a topic out there you feel like isn't getting enough attention, whether that be like where you live or across the world, you know, we'll, we'll do some limited exposure. Um, <laughs> but yeah. You know. And it doesn't have to be that serious too. Like if you want to have like, if you want us to have fun spirited conversations, we can do that too. <laughs> yeah, I think like we've, we've really done a lot of that <laughs> yeah no, we but, but, uh, awesome. but yeah we're definitely open to anything um but yeah like i said there's no way to really conclude this segment so i'm just gonna go to an ad and hopefully everything's okay on the other side all right guys welcome back from the ad uh like i said at the in the intro that we were going to hear from tarun on uh a topic which he's researching and writing a paper on right now, um, which is uh, kind of tangentially related to what I just talked about. So uh, it's your turn for the presentation, my friend. Yeah, sure. So for my master's class, and for those who don't know, I'm doing my master's in uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence. Where at, bro? At Hopkins. Oh, what a prestigious institution that is. I know, I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, (laughs) yeah so i mean my professor basically left it pretty open-ended in terms of like what we wanted to like decide to talk about but um obviously like within the sphere sphere of ml and ai and i guess there's like two routes that you can take with a research paper and like this is my first time writing a research paper that's like an actual one that like that it parallels like a format that you would see on like scholarly.google.com, you know, like one mm-hmm. of those scholarly articles. So I was trying to think of something that, cause I, I felt like there was a lot of things that I could not talk about for a while, um, for like five to eight pages worth. But after looking for a while, and I think I've even like talked about this on the podcast before, but I had always thought about how just generally like, uh, companies like Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, um, Instagram, the way that they recommend um, content to people, um, I feel like is generally um, a method for like polarizing people's opinions and beliefs. So I didn't really have like a, a really great idea of how these content recommendation systems work. So I decided to do my paper on that and try to understand um, the different types of biases um, that could emerge from these systems and like how that could affect um, people's like thoughts, basically. Hmm. So I guess I can give like a brief overview of like a couple different types of content recommendation systems. Um, and then... Um, I can talk about how like YouTube and Netflix um, work, I guess, uh, like what, how they implement their, their systems at scale. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
I, we can talk a bit about like the different biases that, that come about. So like for content recommendation systems or like recommendation, recommendation oh, sorry, recommendation systems in general, there's like two different types. The first is like, it kind of um, plays off the idea where like, you're going to watch something that like a friend recommends to you, like a friend with similar interests recommends to you, right? Mm-hmm. So basically you can imagine like, you know, uh, let's just say Netflix and in terms of movies, cause that's like an easy example to understand. Um, you know, me and Harsha both like action comedies, right? So he's going to have a bunch of what they call like implicit or explicit ratings on different movies. So implicit ratings could be that he watched the movie for the whole time. Uh, explicit rating would be like him actually going on Netflix and rating it out of a five out of five. You know, mm-hmm. and so you can have all these different types of ratings, and they they differ a lot depending on the platform. Um, but basically, based on that, you can start to understand like which um, types of genres me and Harsha like, right? Mm-hmm. So going back, like if me and Harsha both like action comedies, right, and then we both both end up watching like a new um, rom com, let's say for example, but we actually ended up enjoying it the next person that comes into the the system and they also enjoy action comedies, mm-hmm. Netflix is going to go ahead and recommend that rom-com to them because mm-hmm. me and Harsha are a similar user to that person. So they're going to say like, oh, you know what? Even though these people liked action comedies, this this new person might enjoy the rom-com too anyway, even though it's outside of their sphere. Mm-hmm. I see. So that's one of them. Um, and that, th- that recommendation system relies a lot more on like these user-user relationships, right? Um, the second type of uh, recommendation system relies more on like the attributes of the product. So um, going back to like the movie example, for example, on Netflix, you're going to see a lot of movies have like data, like not just a genre, but like um, like the cast, the characters, mm-hmm. like um, information about the plot, like because they have all the descriptions, etc., um, so the second type of recommendation system basically says, or like looks through all of the movies that you've watched, um, or like interacted with and tries to form some patterns based on like those attributes. So if you watch a lot of Nicolas Cage movies, then it's going to rec- recommend you more Nicolas Cage movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not necessarily like based on Nicolas Cage stands out there, bro. <laughs> there's a bunch, bro. Natural and all that shit. Although, I mean, that's I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any other movie of Nicolas Cage's that, I like. <laughs> That's what I was saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But National Treasure is enough for me. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, the next person that comes along that has maybe watched like a couple movies that have like similar attributes to Nicolas Cage movies will mm-hmm. maybe get recommended a Nicolas Cage movie. Um, so those are the two different types. Um, and then, so basically companies usually build these systems like as a hybrid of the two. Mm-hmm. Um but they optimize for different kind of metrics. So like instead of building something that gives you like the best recommendations, like period, they're trying to build you a system that gives you recommendations that will keep you there for longer, um, like keep Mm -hmm. your attention for longer. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, YouTube, they optimize their algorithm by striking a balance between um like making you want to click on a video and um 
the watch time of the video. Mm -hmm. So like they want to recommend videos that you, um, that are, I guess like kind of clickbaity, but also like you, you're like, your attention is kept for a long period mm -hmm. of time within the video, mm -hmm. like, you know, 70, 80% of the video you're watching. Um, and then Netflix, they're different in that, like they want to basically I think the stat was that like Netflix has 60 to 90 seconds to give you a movie that you want to watch. Otherwise you're going to leave um, the website. Mm -hmm. So when they do all the rows mm -hmm. um, like on Netflix, that's like by, by design because they want to show you as many different types of genres all like as, as like fast as possible. Right. Mm. So like the first, obviously the first one's always like trending, like top 10 in the U S or mm -hmm. whatever. Then the next one is like, what you um like it'll say like continue watching and then like mm -hmm. movie or movies that are similar to that and the next one will be like genres that you like yeah and they're hoping that by like covering that breadth of videos you'll um, find something movies, yeah you'll find something really quick that you'll like, be interested in watching i see that's actually pretty um, accurate i feel like if i don't find something within a minute i'm off i'm off netflix yeah. close to like youtube or something yeah and you can tell too because like Another one of the stats that I saw, and this is like a couple years old, but it said that YouTube users, like 70% of the videos that they watch are recommended to them. Whereas, mm. um, I mean, I don't know the stat for Netflix, but I feel like you can kind of tell that their recommendation system is built on the second type, which is like more about mm. the products, right? Because they're mm. all the genres and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I mean... Well, another thing about there, Netflix is yeah. Another thing about Netflix, I'm pretty sure, like based on your watching history and what you like, the thumbnail for each preview is different, like based on yeah. the person, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah, like catered that's to exactly them. right. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And those those are like the little things that they do to kind of grab your attention more, right? Hmm. Um, but yeah, so like now we have a good understanding of like how the system works and like an example examples of both, right? Um, so like where my initial kind of like reasoning for looking into this stuff was like, you know, the polarization that I was talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and this is something that I'm still kind of looking into, but one of the main biases that shows up or when I say biases, it's kind of like, like, I guess it's more of like an ethical consideration to keep mm -hmm. in mind when you're thinking about this stuff and stuff. So, um, Basically, one of the one of these biases is that you're only going to be shown content for the most part in spheres of thought that you align with. Mm -hmm. Like, other than like, I feel like most of the time I will probably only watch people that are like have the same thoughts as me, like content creators, right? And where that might change is like if it's like someone saying something crazy like Kanye mm -hmm. and it's like super clickbaity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise like I'm essentially just diving deeper and deeper into my own thoughts. Right. Um, which is, I think fine to an extent, mm -hmm. but we also haven't had these platforms long enough to understand like what the long-term effects of those things are as in, like, right. you know, I feel like, I mean, I don't know how it worked in the olden days, like with newspapers and stuff, but I feel like they probably had a wider breadth of like different stories that they talked about or like perspectives. Right. Mm. And I don't know if we're getting the same from these content recommendation systems. And then also th uh, another thing that I saw that was like pretty interesting is like we can only click on what's shown to us, you know, like in terms of recommendations that obviously we can search for things. Right. 
but like based on like how people use these platforms and me included like i don't really search for videos that much on youtube i pretty much yeah like if a new video comes out by somebody that i like it'll show up like on my recommended page or like i'll just go kind of like deeper down like the youtube rabbit hole as they say or whatever right Mm. Um, so i'm never really searching for different perspectives but i'm like absolutely like clicking on i can only click on what is shown to me like what is given as an option to me and those options are generally not very diverse yeah um and then i guess like last thing i want to touch on is like so like i was talking about how youtube optimizes for click-through rate and watch time right and the only things that do that to you is if it's like sensationalized or like controversial content right that makes you want to like click on it because you're like what the fuck um and so like i feel like over time we get more and more desensitized to like sensationalized content Mm -hmm. and um because of that like and this guy's it kind of ties into another one of the biases that i talked about like we're diving deeper and deeper into our beliefs and um or into our own thoughts and like having to like one up each one up it each time you know kind of um gets to like the polarization that i talked Mm. to talked about at the beginning right um so i guess like at this point in my paper i'm like kind of (laughs) looking for research on like how people have mitigated these things Mm. um and it's interesting because like the way most of the methods that people use are like kind of like something that they plug in after so like they'll Mm. use these recommendation systems as they as they are now Mm -hmm. um but then as soon as like they get those like output of recommendations they'll kind of um tone it down is the wrong word but like make it more more balanced i guess Mm. but i feel like it's i feel like that is almost like putting a band-aid on the issue because i feel like although like the the underlying um like reasoning for these systems as in like you know giving a recommendation like giving your friend a recommendation is the same as some of these systems right i feel like that's fine but i also think there should be some more innovation into like how they treat um or how they think about recommending things to people i don't know like i just feel like there there could be a better way to do things and maybe that's Mm -hmm. just me by being naive because i don't have a lot of experience with this type of stuff but um let me give you an example of how they have they mitigated. So like, for example, LinkedIn, right? They saw a problem where when like recruiters were searching for talent, like mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, when they made a search based on like a requirements, like to fill a position, the demographic distribution. So like, let's just go ahead and say like gender, for example, right? Mm-hmm. They were getting like a shit ton more males than women, right. which is not fair. It should be 50, 50. So basically they, once they got like the recommendations out of the system, they would kind of um, almost like rank, and I'm paraphrasing here, so it might not be too correct, but like they kind of rank the woman against the woman and the men against the men and mm. try to like pick out enough people so that it can match like the distribution of like all the LinkedIn users as a whole so that it's representative, mm. you know? So mm-hmm. like if, if there's 60% males on LinkedIn and 40% um, women uh, like females on LinkedIn, then they want their recommendations to match that same ratio kind of in a sense, mm. um, which I think is, I don't think that's a bad fix, but um, I don't know. I just feel like 
there's uh, especially like as technology is evolving in this type of stuff especially in terms of like ai mm. things are getting more powerful and i know like the ai systems don't understand like what they're recommending you know because they're trying to optimize for this metric right. of like keeping people on a platform but i still feel like there's probably some ways of implementing some sort of balances um like checks and balances instead of the system itself instead of doing like the band-aid fix like i was saying yeah that's my paper <laughs> that's all it is cool yeah. stuff have you struggled to find like resource like uh resources and like articles that talk about what these companies are doing or is it kind of publicly um, shared? Some companies are really like low key about that stuff. Like Spotify, you can't really find much about it. Mm-hmm. And even well, yeah, I mean Netflix, they tell you like the overarching like architecture of these systems, but they don't go in the nitty gritty. Yeah, YouTube right. is the only one that I was able to find like like actually like what kind of algorithms they're using, only because mm-hmm. they had like they had some like talk or something where like the YouTube engineers that wrote these algorithms, like gave mm-hmm. a speech and, and they also wrote a paper about it. Um, but I feel like if that didn't exist, then it would be pretty, pretty sparse. difficult. Yeah. yeah. Although the, the ways that like the methods that people use to like fix it, um, there's a lot more of that because people like also care about like this issue and they, they want to fix it because it's not fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would this be something that you see yourself working on, like once you finish your master's program, or? Yeah, I mean, like I really wanted to work at YouTube. Um, I, I mean, I still do. Like, I think that would be a really sick job, um, especially because I've I've used YouTube for so long. Yeah, and I feel like I understand it, like how it works, you know. Um, and I also think I, despite like YouTube being a shit company sometimes to like people in general, I think I respect it more than companies like facebook where i know i know for a fact that they're doing some dumbass shit with like politics you know like that's just i mean it's just proven at this point Mm. right and it's not even like i know they're doing dumb shit like in terms of recommendations so that's not even it's not even a question as to like what bullshit data that they're using to like take advantage of elections or whatever bullshit was done i don't know um but yeah i mean I would definitely be True. interested in working on it. But yeah. True. The only part that I can like kind of speak on is what you said about like old media when it comes to newspapers and print publications and radio, even that's kind of considered old media at this stage. Um, mm-hmm. There's always been, for, except for a select few, at least I, I can speak politically I don't know, like, how they approach things, I guess, like how they do things structurally. But the majority of major publications all lie somewhere on the political spectrum that isn't in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it becomes dangerous the further and further you stray from the partisan part in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... What's the stupid fucking thing that that dipshit whose name I don't even want to say was on? Um, it was on something else before. Anyway, I can't remember the name of it, but the thing that that guy whose name I won't say is on. Um, there's this one in in the UK called Breitbart, which is similar. Um, mm-hmm. There's also like those are just like right wing ones. There's also left wing ones mm-hmm. in the US and other other areas that are you know. They are 
my perspective not as harmful but i could see how the the narrowing opinions and such can be uh so yeah i understand what you're saying about the recommendation systems and that's true uh i think part of it falls on the consumer as well Mm. as to not seeking out that information that isn't within your own echo chamber Mm -hmm. um reinforcing your own views which is just uh there's some psychological like phenomenon or whatever the fuck it's called um like reinforcement bias that doesn't sound right but no i've heard that um along those lines but yeah so people just want to hear views that are along theirs Mm -hmm. make sure that nobody wants to feel like the odd one out um Mm -hmm. And so it's something that we talk about a lot in media as like a non-biased standpoint is that you have to do your research and you have to look at things from both sides. So as though, especially when it comes to these companies that spend a lot of money and they have their own agendas sometimes as to not interfere with those, but also to provide factual information, you have to cross-reference things. Um, which from a media perspective you have to do, but I believe there's also a little bit, not as much because it's worse to spread harmful information than to consume it, at least most of the time, Mm -hmm. Um, that you have a job as a consumer to like, not necessarily you have to cross-reference every fact you see Mm -hmm. or whatever, but to get differing opinions just in in general like Mm -hmm. having having a conversation with somebody about why you have a differing view and not having an argument i think is one of the most like important things you can develop like that that i don't know if you can even call it a skill but just like being able to have a discussion about where you're not like personally attacking each other and just having Mm -hmm. a conversation about why you have differing opinions Mm -hmm. um and at the end, like coming to a conclusion that you don't agree and then you just both move on and nothing changes within your relationship as friends or whatever. I feel like that's one of the more valuable things is something you learn as an adult yeah. is that like you don't have to agree on everything. Most of the time you won't agree on anything. Um, but the fact that you respect each other's opinions enough to where you can explain things without having to go like super like, oh, that guy, you follow that guy. Well, you know, he's a child rapist and he laundered five billion dollars, you know, like maybe he did five, launder five billion dollars. I don't know. But like to go like after personal statements and shit is not like, yeah, it's it's just kind of like dirt that you can just like throw on somebody and then everything becomes like a popularity contest, which in in some sick twisted ways what most campaigns are but um but yeah i think my overall point is that there's a a lesser burden on the consumer to do some of the mm-hmm. like hard work so that those band-aids aren't as necessary but still mm-hmm. i understand your point about having the process be more efficient i guess mm-hmm. i think it has to come to like the process though because like consumer can find like more toned down like sources of media or like videos and things but like when you're just using something for like entertainment or you just want to watch something like it's just hard to have that sort of like thought and you can just easily just fall into 
what we were talking about, like a rabbit hole of like BS. So mm-hmm. like you watch difficult. first take every day or? Oh, dude, that's different though. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I can Actually, that takes I'm... effort. I record it and then I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christian, I'm glad you brought that up because it's something I wrote in my paper too that like, I guess I didn't um, say um, like near the end of what I was saying, but mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, like, a lot of what we're shown and what we consume is like a reflection of ourselves, right? Like pretty mm-hmm. much exactly. Like some of these platforms have more data on us than like, they know more about us than we know about them. Right. Like right. TikTok, you watch like, dude, you can watch a tick, you can watch TikTok for about a minute and they'll like clock you. Like, I think there's yeah. some stat about that, that like click TikTok can, Oh my God. TikTok can <laughs> clock, clock. clock you in about like 40 seconds or 45 seconds. Like there's some like, um, hard stat for that but mm. um yeah i definitely i definitely agree what do you mean by clock as in like they they know like what you like immediately uh-huh. like within 40 45 seconds and they show you like like yeah they show you what you like um so i definitely agree that like it's also like partly on the users and also like if you think about it rationally like if if we're not recommended like good content and stuff like we're not going to use it you know like right especially like think about it in terms of like when you're like doing a google search and you're trying Mm -hmm. to find something like a certain product or something they already know kind of like what you like and what you're looking for Mm. it makes it easier for sure um but at the same time like i guess going back to like what i was saying is that like we can only like we can also only like click on what they're showing us right so like right it's it's like a feedback loop basically like as a yeah. whole like echo chamber exactly what you said um another word for it is filter bubble which mm. they use a lot mm. um because like your preferences you it learns your preferences and then it shows you what it thinks you'll like and then you click on that and then that goes back in to the same system as data to be trained on for the same model and so that's where like that kind of like mm. that loop goes you know um mm. And it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely a good like caveat is that like they're not going to do anything to change these systems if we continue to use it the way we are, right? So, yeah, 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 exactly. Especially because they 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 know human behavior like they know it so well. They they can they literally prey on our brains, bro. <laughs> like honestly, yeah. um, and we like it. <laughs> we like it yeah. too. So oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's definitely like a tough. Um, it's a tough problem for sure, but yeah, I don't think it's like unsolvable or anything. Right. I think that's the, that's the important part is it's not just like a, I don't even know what to call it. It's not like a, a void of like, mm-hmm. a we don't box. know where the fuck to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. We don't know how to fix it. We don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. There's at least like, there's a lot of unknown in it because it's, mm-hmm. there's not really a comparable technology. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happened before, but it also we have enough data. At least that that's how we're being presented: is that we have enough data to where we could try and alter it to where it's not as harmful as us, mm-hmm. like all the time. Wow, have we made any jokes this episode, dude? That's been a very civil discussion. I enjoyed it. Well, we made one joke. I do remember that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> can't be allowing that. <laughs> Well, Teresa, is there anything else you want to say on this uh, topic or any questions? Do, does anybody have any questions for him? Do you have any questions for us? Or? No. 
<laughs> okay. Great. Well, uh, our final segment of this episode is an original idea, believe it or not. Well, okay, the, the idea of planning a day is not original, but we're doing our <laughs> we're own. The first one that ever planned yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, spoiler alert, that's the segment is we're going to, and this is not just like, oh, hypothetical day, we're going to go take a fucking 24 hour round trip flight. Oh, yay. Uh, so oh shit! Time to change my idea. <laughs> so, the the specs of the of the segment are basically we each decided that we're gonna get the same amount of time within a day. And this the idea is for us to actually do this day. Okay, this is not this is supposed to be a feasible plan. Um, that due to people's schedules may get broken up into two days, but we're going to try at some point and do this day. Um, broke it up. So for for sake of argument, this is going to be like a Saturday or potentially a Sunday. And so the time slot is from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. because that way we each get four hours. Uh, and so I broke it up into four hour chunks and then I did a randomizer. And so the order is Harsha gets the first four hours and then Tarun and then myself and then Haran. I did not want Harsha to get the first four hours because I know he wants to sleep. We'll see. We'll be surprised. Yeah, we'll maybe surprised. we will. Um, other than that, we didn't really set any <laughs> parameters other than like, don't be unnecessarily expensive. Uh, yeah, so let's jump in. Harsha, what are we doing at 10 a.m.? So, yeah, you know, four hours, you can do a lot of things. Uh, oh, I went no. through a lot, a lot so, of different options. So, first thing we're going to do is sleep in. <laughs> we could, you can definitely sleep in, you know. We all work, it's a long week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it takes four hours to go to tech from Nova could do that. Uh-huh. Go to Tots, something. Tots at Tots in the afternoon. <laughs> or go to Center Street. We'll go to, Box, a, we'll go to a weekend where there's a tech game in mm. Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine his idea was go to Tots for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> but Box. I don't want to go to. I realized that I don't want to go to tech, mm-hmm. so that kind of solved itself. Wait, why don't you want to go back to tech, man? I'm good. I'll, I'll do it, but like, and then we'll get there and be like, why, why? <laughs> I could have slept in. So uh, we're not doing any of that. Okay, okay. What we're doing, so this accounts for travel time just so we don't have to start super early. Mm-hmm. But um, at least for me, it takes a while for me to get to DC, which is where we'll be going for mm-hmm. our, uh, our first four hours of the day. Uh, we're going to do a bottomless brunch at 11 because it takes okay. some time to go okay. to DC. Okay. And it'll go for two hours. I looked at some places actually. If we want to dive really deep oh, into the oh, planning, whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, you know, Give Haran's best friend Vinny actually recommended a place apparently, so we could go there. <laughs> <laughs> what place what? is that? I don't know. What was it? <laughs> uh, I think it was Shaw's Tavern. Okay, Shaw's Tavern. Yeah, we could go there. But I just Googled, like, I was busy today, but I Googled, like, oh, five Can you some context of what Shaw's Tavern does? Or oh, sorry, go for it. Yeah, yeah so it just, if you guys are curious and live in the Northern Virginia area, the reason why I give a shout-out to Shaw's Tavern is because at this place, mm. when you order bottomless uh, mimosas, they straight up just give you the champagne bottle and some orange juice on the side. So, like, it is quite literally on, you could just, just drink this straight from the bottle. You can just have champagne only. 
And like as soon as they see a bottle empty, they will come back with another one. And like the service is really good and you just get straight champagne if you wanted to. So if you're trying to get your most money, or sorry, mm. most bang for your buck, I would definitely recommend Shots Tavern in DC. Yeah, so we could go there, you know, because Haran and his friend like it a lot. <laughs> but uh, I just Googled like, you know, best bottomless brunch places in DC and clicked on the first article and clicked on the first entry. So we could also go there, mm. um, which is uh, Umbar. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, I think I've, I've, I've been there. You've been there? Yeah, okay, not for good. bottomless brunch, but. Oh, okay, for their brunch, it's kind of crazy. It's like $35 and then if you're drinking, it's another $9. So like $45-ish. For like, and then everyone has to drink obviously, and it's two hours. But you get unlimited drinks, obviously, and unlimited food for that price. Oh, oh, I like that. So yeah. it's like unlimited brunch, totally. Then if we go, we should go um, earlier, right? So you drink more. What's two? But it's, wait, what? it's two hours limit anyway, though. It's two hours anyway. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so they or have multiple locations. Should we multiple locations? Oh, ninety dollars. No, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and they close at three. Um, yeah. So we, there's multiple locations. There's ones in Arlington, a couple in DC. Uh, so I picked the DC one because, you know, us four haven't had a day in DC since Christian moved. Sure. Um, so we can sure. go to DC. And uh, have the three of us had a day in DC. <laughs> maybe. Oh, we've been to DC. Whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Um, like us three have been to DC, but not with Christian. Together. Yeah, when we go out and go dinner, we, we, we've been to D.C. I, guess, I mean, like a day in D.C. or like doing... Yeah, yeah. So, okay, whatever. We haven't. Well, Tarun and I have, I guess. Tarun and I have. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, me and you have too. Yeah. So, it's all... You get what I, you get what I mean? Okay. So... <laughs> I was just pointing out the fact I mean? that we are both, all three of us are <laughs> from Nova yeah, and yeah. we haven't had a day in D.C. yet, but now the Christian spirits. Yeah, yeah. I so go exactly to D.C. Like twice a week, bro. I'm okay with not going to D.C. <laughs> no, no, no. So we're going to D.C. So we're doing this place. So they have a location in Capitol Hill. And then, so two hours from 11, that gets us to 1 p.m. We still have a lot of time left in this hour. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that we take a public vehicle like a scooter or a bike and rent it and bike after right after this bottomless brunch drunk oh god oh, bike wait, wait isn't that illegal but that's illegal oh it's illegal yeah okay yeah never mind okay send it yeah. who cares yeah who cares uh, Did you, they, got, they got to catch us bro we're going fast yeah yeah so if we whatever if it's we don't have to do that but we can take some sort of vehicle then i thought it'd be more fun to ride the scooter to the national mall which is like 1.5 mm-hmm. miles away no, we scooter, and we can go to a we can go to a museum together and learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to go to the African American Museum. African American oh yeah, Museum. I've been there. It's pretty cool. Oh, you've been there? Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, um, so we you could were. go there. We I didn't really decide on a museum, so mm-hmm. we can go anywhere. But one of the ones that came to mind was that my manager, who was like visiting DC recently, like said that they actually renovated and added new exhibits to the Air and Space Museum, like. A couple weeks ago, hmm. so it's like new now, um, and that we can go there, you know? or go to the African American Museum, or any other museum. But yeah, that's it. We end up at the National Mall at two p.m. Two p.m. Solid. Good okay. plan. Good plan. Tarun, what's what's on the? Do we have to do some traveling? That's now jumped into your time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had <laughs> I had like two options. Okay. I don't know which is better in this circumstances, having known the past, like the past mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what is now the fu- will be the future. Um, 
So I'll just go with the more expensive option first. <laughs> and uh, that was to go go-karting because oh. that shit looks lit. And that'd be so <laughs> fun to do as a gang. Um, but I think it's like between probably 40 and $60, which could be a lot considering we're spending like 50 in the morning. Mm. Mm. So then the second idea I had was like, a variation of birio kart so for those of you mm. who don't know birio kart is like when you you do like mario kart but you have to finish a beer before you can end the race but mm. you can't drive and drink at the same drink and drive at the same time you know because mm. like you know that's bad um except this time it would be like a cake decorating competition and we'd have like each have like like a a 40 ounce of beer or something crazy mm. and if you're drinking the beer you can't decorate your cake and then we get, so basically we have like a set amount of time, maybe like an hour or two hours or something to decorate mm-hmm. a cake each or cookies maybe could be if it's mm-hmm. simpler or whatever. And then we have an independent adjudicator come and um, what do you call it? Like judge the cakes mm-hmm. and whoever loses has to pay for 50% of whatever the cake making materials mm-hmm. is. Okay. And then the rest is split between the three, the three others. Got it. Okay. All right. Well. So so, where do we end up at the at the cake thing? Well, I was I mean I was thinking we do the cake stuff at Harsh's house, but if we'll be in DC, then I don't know if that's possible. So I guess like Christian, maybe yours or okay. Ron's. Yeah, that works. Okay, but so, we'll probably be drunk. Great. So, <laughs> is that is that your whole time frame right there? Yeah, yeah. I figured, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did I take this to six p.m.? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I figured okay. we, if we make the cookies and or a cake mm-hmm. or whatever, then we could eat it for dessert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, dessert comes after dinner, which Ooh. at 6, 6 p.m., uh, you know, it's getting around dinner time, man. So, you know, you know my favorite place to eat in all of Nova? Taco Bamba. <laughs> Taco Bamba. You know where there is one? Like a mile and a half down the road. And you know Thanks. what we're doing? We're making homemade pizza. So, <laughs> so I will get a either a fire uh, a pizza stone or a really hot baking pan or whatever, and I'll just we'll just for the sake of our argument say that say that we're here in my my apartment, and we'll each make a pan like a personal pan pizza, and you know have it your way, BK, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, just just like do whatever you want. Like have make your own pizza, man. It's just gonna be fun. There's no no competition at this point. You just you know get the toppings that you want. You make you whatever sauce you want. Some red sauce. You want some white sauce on your pizza. You do whatever the hell you want, man. Um, then we just have a nice meal together. Uh, before, <laughs> so that's that's like two hours, right? Or like take you like an hour and a half to make it. Like all of us, and then we we'll eat, and then we can eat the cake. I'll I'll incorporate that into my plan. We can eat the dessert. Uh, and then, uh, this isn't this one's not mm. like a, a clickbait. So, like, what's the, what's the activity that we used to do a lot? Like when I would come down, I had I like made sure we had to do it. Henny tea, top golf, top golf. Oh, uh, okay. So, Haran, depending on where you need to be, we'll go to the closest lo- top golf location of wherever suits your plan best. What loud it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the one. That's the one that popped into my head, but I'm pretty sure that's not. But there's one in Springfield, which wouldn't be that far from you. Okay, but so I don't know if that's the closest one. It's not just Top Golf. 
Oh no. Um, it's the Angry Birds version. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the no. Hop. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will buy, or collectively, we will get one pitcher of like three or four drinks. Mm-hmm. And I would like to preface this by saying we are not driving there. Wait, um, wait, wait. Wait, so we get four different pictures? Four different pictures, three or four oh, okay, different okay. pictures. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think we like one picture and then put three or four oh, different no, 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 into no, that no, picture. No, no, and I was like, no, what no, the no, fuck? No, no. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> um, and so you know how there's like a scoring system, like uh, when you play the normal top golf game? Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, whatever score you get before the, the, chug. The, the, before the next person goes, like the group has to chug for that long like collectively so like yeah so like say except the hitter yeah so like maybe maybe we can like maybe we can like because i seem to be very good at getting high numbers maybe we can like make mine like half (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but if you go over if you go over 25 then you have to everybody has to finish their drink Like their their cup, their cup. I mean, you're not. We're not going to be doing like full size cups. Chug we, from the pitcher. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> we're going to be drinking <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. No, so, but then when, when you finish the pitcher, then it's like that's the game over. Right? So, so yeah. So Unless we lot. keep ordering that's more pitchers. As 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 an explanation, a pitcher is a lot. Yeah. Say I get like a uh, uh, sixteen or what's the number? Two, what three? Um, a fifteen. Let's <laughs> say I get a fifteen. Um, one person can do fifteen seconds. Two people can do like 10 and five or everybody can do like the other three people can do five. As long as you collectively get to 15 seconds chugged. That's it. That's, that's, it's not like everybody has to chug 15 seconds. <laughs> um, so that that's the, that's the format. And I feel like that would take up two hours or travel time or whatever, maybe like an hour and a half, whatever. So. You said we wouldn't be driving there? We are not driving there. <laughs> So yeah, I wish we had like a, like a winter break or Thanksgiving break, but this would be so easy to do after like three or four days if we just had like a couple days on each side to recover. <laughs> we'll oh. be fine, bro. Not that old, yeah. bro. We can handle it. Not yet. Yeah. So, dude, what do you think this is? <laughs> dude, if we do this all in one day, so I don't even know how Ron's planning, but if we do all of this in one day, like, I think it's like the most alcohol I've consumed in a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't wait to hear what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> So it's 10 p.m. Hurrah. 10 p.m., yeah. You're, and we're in Springfield up. or uh, Ashburn, I guess. Yeah, Ashburn, whatever one's yeah, easier for you. Um, so originally, you know, like me being a DJ and I was like, okay, we're going to rally and we're going to go, go <laughs> pregame somewhere and then go out. But like mm-hmm. given that, like we'll all be kind of tired, you know, we'll be walking in D.C. and then like Where's making all twist? this food. Where's the twist? And then like swinging our arms. No, no twist, no twist. I was like, I, I realized that's probably not the smartest idea to propose us going downtown unless people were down you know we, we can, that could be a game time decision no it's, but, it's your it's your yeah, choice man. you're Whatever the game you time decision do. yeah okay so what I, I think in terms of us spending quality time i think we'd have more quality time with the four of us if we just drink or just chill at someone's place so my plan was to go to christian's um and of course like katrina actually already mentioned this when christian asked what activity do we usually do get some henny tea of course because mm. you know we need more alcohol in our system mm. um 
if we're drunk, maybe we don't need to do this, but I, I, I guess it's my plan. I think we get Henny tea. No, we um, have to do it. We okay. got to, man. <laughs> get some Henny tea. Um, and there's actually this, this board game that I played recently that I don't have, but I, I, I want to buy soon. Um, it's called Sheriff of Nottingham. I don't know if you guys have played it. What'd you say? Sheriff, Sheriff of Nottingham? Oh, Forest. The Forest? Have the you, River you Trent? No, 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 I just... I didn't hear Nottingham. I heard... Nottingham? Yeah. Rubbish. Pretty much... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's essentially, like... You... It's like a game of just trying to, like, lie and, like, pull one over on each other. Um, essentially, you're trying to, like, get goods into... Each each of us own, like, a marketplace, and we're trying to, like, like get goods into our marketplace, but you can also smuggle in contraband that's not allowed, but you get more points for. This is a board um, game? It's not a board game. It's more just, like, a card. It's like a card <laughs> game. Going to Mexico. <laughs> it sounds it's like, like a, a card game. game. It's oh, like a card game. Okay, okay. Um, but I think it would just be fun to, like, to see us try to lie to each other, because I think mm. we don't don't play those kind of games that often but um i played it recently and it was a lot of fun um so play that you know have some drinks um so that would be like two hours and then the, mm. the the last two hours um it would be the activity that i didn't join on when you guys did it at tech um but since we're at christian's place and you know he has like some producing material over there we can actually get back in get back to making a final song or final version of a song <laughs> and hopefully by the time we the day we've had we would be in a state where we don't know what the fuck mm. we're saying so it'd be even better music um, mm. um and i'll con- actually contribute to some bars this time mm. and you know so no, that's the dream and that will conclude the night from 12 to 2 um and then hopefully we all pass out and yeah. don't wake up for another five days but, yeah you know i feel like if we do go-karting like after brunch then we would we can't, be able to survive drinking at Top Golf. We can't go kart after we drink, though. <laughs> no, you can. You can. That's a lot. That's no, no, it'll be oh, enough time. Okay. Because <laughs> that one, because that one, you're like you constrained. No, because that one, you can you're constrained to the tracks. You're not like in public. Uh, view, so, oh like, yeah, anything right. goes on the tracks. <laughs> I'll get my legal representative to double check these facts. But damn, you know, this this is way more feasible than I thought the day would be. You know, I thought we would yeah. all be like going balls to the wall, but we're like all like pushing the edge right there. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll probably be. Well, it has to be before you guys all leave. So it's going to be a November Saturday, dude. It has to be. Anyway, this you guys didn't hear any of what we were talking about, but we we're trying to figure <laughs> out a good time of when to do it. And we've narrowed it down to one weekend is free maybe in the next two months <laughs> so um the other, the other option i guess is like new year's weekend uh i don't know but that's i'm getting no's so no um i'm going to vegas what without Ooh. us for family oh never mind for my, un- my cousins engaged uh, cousin got proposed to so they're doing a party in vegas around that's nice so yeah so we'll let you know um the plan is to recap it at some point when we're recording together again uh afterwards so we'll let you know how that goes but that's the end of this episode i we talked about a lot of different shit man um although i think all of it was pretty thorough for once um we we really did some deep dives uh like to thank everybody for hanging in there we i think 
this was the most information divulged in an episode in a long time. I hope hope it was insightful. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, you know, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Discord, Tesla. What? Um, (laughs) Apple CarPlay. Actually, we know that one's real. Um, (laughs) That one's too real. (laughs) um, Whatever. Uh, Yeah, you can catch us on Instagram. We have lots of great, interesting posts on our Instagram at an interesting discussion. Uh, We may, like I said, we may post a Halloween costume, you know, if we get an inquiry and inquiry. Uh, Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Next week, we're going to have a super fun guest who we have not caught up with in a very long time. Just like a lot of our recent guests, but we hope you guys enjoyed that episode, this episode, and all the episodes to come. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.